This is the Jocko Underground Podcast. Echo Charlie. Yes, sir. And me, Jocko Willink. So, I got a question kind of indirectly, um, and it was about feeling jealous, which can be a big problem for some people. And it can be, a. let's face it, there's all kinds of different jealousy that's floating around. You could be jealous of a, of, you know, a girl or jealous, you know, of your girl. If you're, if you're a man, you could be jealous of your woman. If you're a woman, you could be jealous of a man. I mean, of your man or whatever, whatever relationship you're in. I guess we got to cover all the bases. You right. could be jealous of your significant other. Is that right? Are you jealous of them? Yeah. What is it technically called? I, I think you're jealous. I don't know. Yeah. You're, just, you're jealous of the other person, not your, not your spouse or, or uh, girlfriend, boyfriend. It's the other person that they're interacting with usually, right? That's yeah. the, the scenario. So you get filled with jealousy, yeah. I guess is what happens. You can also be jealous of people's position in life. You can get jealous of people's success. You can get jealous of material objects. So there's all kinds of stuff you can get jealous of or that can make you feel this jealousy. And... I can say that I've never been a very jealous person. In fact, I would say I'm not jealous. Mm-hmm. I don't get jealous. And I, I have, uh, so how, why do I feel that way? How do I feel that way? Um, I think that I think that jealousy is a manifestation of being insecure. Yeah. And your ego is threatened and you have low self-esteem and so you're nervous, right? You're nervous, you see your little bit of paranoia and whatnot. And I feel like I'm pre- you know, pretty confident with whatever. And, and not only that, I'm okay with, like there's some people that are better than me. You know, so as much as it's nice to say, well, you know, I'm a confident person so I don't really get jealous, that's cool. But I'm also, I feel like, Hey, there's people that are better than me mm-hmm. at whatever, you name it. There's people that are better than me. There's people that are smarter than me. There's people that have more money than me. There's people that are more athletic than me. There's people that uh, are in better positions than me. Like, there's all these things. And I think more than just saying, oh, well, but I'm still confident. It's like, no, I'm humble enough to say, hey, you know what? There's people that are better than me on a bunch of different things. And that's okay. Now, to get to the point of, hey, how do you not be jealous? Here's where I think I think you're gonna like this mentality or approach. As far as and because it reminds me of one of your stories that you told me a long time ago, which you, you told us on the told everyone on the podcast, which was I think it was you you, you read the book Mind Games. Is that your book? Yep. And it said if you get mad, yeah, you have low self esteem. You have low self esteem. And so you st- were like, oh dang, I shouldn't get mad anymore. And that was the mental trick that you played on yourself to get you to a point where you viewed being angry as sort of a weakness that you didn't want to partake in anymore. I think you can use the same mind trick on jealousy, which is, hey, if I'm getting jealous, that's me being insecure. And here's the thing, and this this is why I think it's even more effective. Because I want you to think about this. I want people to think about this, not you necessarily, you echo. Mm. But if you get jealous, 
that means you're insecure and here's the here's the clincher everybody knows it <laughs> that's the thing you're, everybody knows it yeah. when you're jealous and you start freaking out what are you doing talking to him everybody knows oh you see that person as a threat mm-hmm you're threatened by this other person. That's why you're getting jealous because somewhere you think you're weaker, poorer, dumber, what, what, inferior to this inferior. other human. Yeah. So don't, and, and then guess what you look like? Guess what your significant other now, now thinks? Now they think, oh, well, why, why, would, why would he be jealous of this guy? This guy must have something that Jocko doesn't have. Yeah. Instead, don't do that. Don't allow yourself to get in that trap. When you're jealous, you're in, it means you're insecure, and everybody can see it. So don't act that way, even if you have to just gut through it. Even if you just have to gut through it, that is 10 times better than saying, oh, I don't want you to go talk to that guy right now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll be over here. Yeah. What? Wait a second. Why, why aren't you jealous? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you why. Because I'm not threatened. You want to go with that guy over there? Cool. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. That's cool. I'll be over here. That's fine. That's what I'm saying. So if you want to, if you want, so you can apply this to anything, right? Mm. You can apply this to anything. You're at work and someone's trying to butter up to the boss and you're like, wait a second, what are you talking to the boss for? I, everybody can see it. Mm. And somebody like, yeah, you can talk to the boss all you want, of course, yeah. Oh, you're, you wanna go above me in the chain of command? You wanna go check in with the, with the CEO? Cool, yeah, go ahead, of course. Go talk to him. Go find out what's going on. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Because I'm secure in my position. The minute I'm like, well, I don't want you talking to him. Everybody can see that now, oh, you, you don't want to be found out as the weak leader. You don't want anyone talking to the CEO yeah. and ratting you out. Why? Because I'm paranoid. Why am I paranoid? Because I'm insecure. Mm-hmm. And here, here's the key part. Everybody can see it. Everybody can see it. This is stupid. What a jackass driving that nice car. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody can see it. You think that you're actually fooling someone into thinking yeah. you don't like nice cars. Yeah. You, everyone can see that you're jealous of the nice car. Everyone can see it. Yeah. So yeah. restrain yourself because it's a bad look and it doesn't help you and it puts you in an inferior position in life. It is a bad look, huh? Yeah, like, you know, huh? guys will be like, or people, whatever, they'll be like, uh, What's he compensating for? You know, like if they oh, have a yeah, nice yeah. car yeah, yeah. or a nice whatever. Whoa, what's he compensating for? Yeah, it's real obvious. Yeah, but I guess okay. So the jealousy, and you kind of brought up a good kind of point there. Where if it's like if it's with your let's say okay, just typical relationship, we'll say your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and she's talking to like another guy. Yeah, is that jealousy technically, or is it just simply insecurity? Well, it can be both. If I'm insecure, yeah. I go, hey, what are you, hey, Jessica, why are you talking to him right now? Like, yeah. You're not only insecure, you're also jealous. Yeah. It's both. Yeah, so insecure. They're, they're, they're like, they're they're intertwined. Yeah. Huh. I, I'm actually not that mad at certain, or insecurity in certain points of a relationship. To me, the relationship part of it gets a little bit more, what are you talking about? like, hard to just switch it on and off. For some reason. I don't understand what you mean. Okay, so like. Expand. If, if someone's jealous and I don't know, this just could be my bias, which probably is. I don't know. But if let's, let's say someone's doing better than you in XYZ, I don't know, some activity in life, maybe in their career or something. 
it's easy to like, okay, if you feel, if you're feeling some kind of jealousy or whatever, it's easy to switch that off with that kind of stuff. I think it's like, it's really easy, I think for whatever reason. But if you're in a relationship, especially a newer relationship, uh huh, and you actually really like the person. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you're talking about is the thing that I have to often talk about when it comes to leading teams and leading people compared to leading to your family. Yes. Compared to leading your family, when yeah, you're dealing yeah. with your family, when you're dealing with the the loved one, yeah. you got emotions, and the emotions are what you have to try even harder to keep in yeah. check. Because you might be a little bit upset with your employee if they do something that they shouldn't have done, but you might be totally irate with your kid if they do something they shouldn't have done. Yeah. So we got to keep our emotions in check, and it's even more so when it comes to this idea of someone, you know, potential partner going with talking to someone else or doing, you know, you got to be even more controlled over your emotions. And here's the thing, your girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other, they think less of you when you get jealous. Yes. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's true. And if you can do the opposite, it's going to be better for you and it's going to be better for them and it's going to be better for the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, fully. And that that's obviously true. But it can't I feel it because you know okay so when you when you I don't know I think it's called pair bonding or uh, something where when you get in a relationship with somebody you have like this thing some chemical reaction oxytocin okay. or something like this <laughs> oh yeah okay true story we will consult the bro science so manuals now, about so, this. so now you have this oxytocin Oxytocin. Okay. Daddy. So anyway, mm-hmm. you have that going on. It's so it's, it's kind of bro, a primal. Bro, you should write a you, you need to write a bro science manual. Uh, okay. I will. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I won't. I don't know. But either way, I'm I'm saying potential chapter. This, okay. This this scenario, this phenomenon, whatever is makes it like harder to just be like, oh yeah, I don't feel jealous. You know, oh, I'm not. I don't feel insecure. Yes, right. Yes, if you're insecure yes. in a relationship, which to me, again, and my point here isn't that like, oh, it's so hard and uh, that's not the point. The point is, I don't think it's all that negative to feel insecure in a new relationship, especially if you like the person. So if you like the person, yeah, you of course you're not going to feel secure. You haven't been with them that long. You haven't established like a, a, a legitimate relationship with the person yet. Okay. I don't think it may. I'm trying to see where you're right here. I think that you could be correct that it's okay to feel a little bit insecure in the beginning of a relationship because you don't really know them that much. But I'm still going to say that you'd be better off stifling that emotion and being cool instead of acting like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. So more the behavior piece <laughs> yeah, of it. Behavior oh, yeah. Piece. Yes, behavior sir. piece. Yeah, fully. Yeah, so the, I remember I remember thinking about this whenever when I got into a new relationship where – They'd be like, no, the relationship should be built on trust, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, that sounds good. But after I thought about it, I was like, wait, 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 how, it can't be built on trust. You don't even really know that person that good. Or you don't know how it is to be in a relationship with them that good. It's new. So essentially, it's kind of backwards in a way where it's like, no, it should, trust should be built on the relationship, really, more so than a relationship should be built on trust. Because you can't just start handing out trust. You kind of got to, you know. Yeah, it's just like developing uh, trust inside of a working relationship. Yeah, you got it. If I'm working with you, I don't give you a massive project and just say, hey, good luck. I right. hope it goes good. No, I give yeah. you a little project. You do good on that. Yep. Then yep. Trust goes up, exactly et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Same thing with a relationship, right? So if the girl's not acting or the guy's not acting right, it's like, okay, boom, you kind of take note or whatever. Yeah, but, but you if also, they are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And what I was going to say is, 
I apologize for cutting you off, but eventually you're like, wait a second, they've broken the trust on this little thing, so I'm not gonna continue down the road of this relationship anymore. Right, So, but if you really like them or the oxytocin runs strong uh-huh. or whatever, that part right there, that part that you just said, that becomes like hard. I think you're connected to it primally, that's why. Yeah. So it's just harder, you can do it. And the behavior piece, like you said, I think that's really the critical thing. And, and he, this reminds me of when we've talked about how to deal with breakups before, mm. and like my advice, which I have not heard better advice than walk away, don't look back, and that's what you need to do. <laughs> walk away and don't look back, and here's the thing. If you want to have a chance of getting that person back, the best thing you could do is walk away and lo- not look back, and if they don't care about you and hate you now, and you don't have a chance anyways, the best thing to do is walk away and not look back. Mm. It's the same thing here. Don't act like a jealous idiot. You look insecure. And it's not good. It doesn't help the relationship. It's not going to make the relationship any, relationship any stronger. It's going to make it weaker. Okay. All right. Yeah. So here's a question for you. So etiquette. I was about to make an exception. If you got a crazy codependent person that's just looking, you know, some people like to have drama. That's their relation. Some yeah, couples yeah, yeah. have a relationship built on drama. Yeah. So that you could. If you find yourself in a relationship that's built on drama, mm-hmm. this whole thing that we're talking about, it doesn't make sense to any part of your world, mm-hmm. right? If you're just out there looking for drama and you wanna get in fights and you go talk to this girl so your girl gets, I mean, it's just total, right. total chaos, it's immature, that we're, we're, you basically need to m- grow up right. and have a legitimate, uh, you, you need to mature and start to think about relationships from a different perspective. If you're one of these people that just your relationship with everyone that you have a relationship with is based on mutual combat. Yeah. And if that's your deal, don't listen to me. <laughs> go, go do what you do, you know? So, okay, so this is kind of, I guess, your personal opinion. And like, if you positively identify that you might be involved with someone that's filled with a bunch of drama in their life, and you think, well, I, get, I here's here's a classic example. Oh, I got a new girlfriend. I don't want to act jealous, so I'm just going to let her go talk to somebody. Yeah. That's not good enough. She doesn't get your attention. Cool. Now she's dancing with him. Now she's kissing him. She's going to escalate <laughs> until whatever, right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so you could be with someone that's just crazy. Right. And and that's to your point. If I give them a little bit of trust and they abuse it, okay, I might I might say, hey, what's going on? You know, and, and then they, I, so, but I give them a little bit more trust and they abuse that trust. Well, this isn't a person you want to be in a relationship. This is not a person you want to be in a relationship with. So let's not try and, let's not try and assign rational behavior to irrational people because there are irrational people. You get in, some people get in irrational relationships. There's no sense to it, which may be what you're talking about with your freaking oxy symposium, whatever, right? That's what you're talking about, right? With this strong yeah. kind of primal connection yeah. is overriding logic and yes. rationale. Yes. Okay, yeah, we see that, we see that. And if that's where you commit your, your long-term relationship based on mm-hmm. this crazy emotional thing, is not gonna be, is not gonna work out good. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, figure out which end of the bargain are you. Are you the person that's creating all the drama? Or are you with someone that's creating all the drama? Or are both of you drama creators? And can you mature? And chances that you are able to mature together, occasionally it happens, you know, know, I know some people that, good friends that, you know, when they got together, it was craziness. Mm-hmm. And then as they got older and more mature, they were able to stick stick it out, and now they have normal, normal relationships. It's not crazy anymore. Mm. 
but most of the time you're not going to survive that. Okay, so a question of etiquette. So let's go. Oh, and it's online etiquette. So maybe you're not even the, the best person to ask this. Probably but, not. But we're gonna we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna ask you anyway. So, okay. So you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's say straight up, like established relationship, five years plus, maybe even married. How old am I at this point? Um, thirty. Okay, thirty year old man. And this is you're t- are you. So you're asking me this question as Jocko or as hypothetical human? Both. Okay. Okay. So let's start with Jocko. Okay. So, okay, online, you're online, typical, I don't know, we'll take Instagram, for example. Uh, typical scenario, you're following a bunch when of people. When I was 30, there right? was no Instagram. Uh, yes, but, you know, let's say you were 30. So now. this is a hypothetical. Uh, yeah, yeah, the 30-year-old person isn't you at this point. Okay. It's the other person. But it applies to you as, how, you know, 88-year-old man, however old you are. So the, <laughs> if, let's say that you're, you know how you're following, like, uh, you follow your friends or whatever, and let's say you're following like a girl who's mm-hmm. attractive, right? Mm-hmm. So etiquette-wise, is it okay for the guy? Let's say the guy doesn't know the girl in real life. Okay, maybe met her once or something like this. Okay. Follows her, may or may not be just because he's attracted to her. Is it okay for him to like like her photos? You're right. I am not the good person to ask. This. Okay, so because what do you, I don't what do you under, think? Because I already am out of my league in the fact that I don't understand the magnitude of of social media etiquette. Yeah. I don't even know. I I don't know. I don't know what like, unlike, like, follow, unfollow. I don't know. I don't know what all that means to me. It just doesn't mean anything. So yeah. I'm not a good person to ask us. Like I remember I. What was it? I told my wife to unfollow you. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah, I didn't even think anything about that. Oh, was, technically it was unfriend me. Yeah, I, think it was I was like, Facebook hey, what are you doing following that guy? Yeah. And you're like, I, I, I didn't even know. I was just like, why are you following this dude? Like, why are you, why are you uh, concerned about what's happening at the gym? <laughs> I don't know. So I didn't really understand it. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't even think it was a big deal either. I was just like, yeah, don't, you shouldn't follow these people at the gym. Like, these are different. These are not in our group. Yeah. These are not our friends. And I mean, at that time, that was totally true. I was like, "Hey, I don't want to, I don't oh. want to have, I don't want to have a mixture between work, which was the gym, and our lives." Yeah. And all of a sudden, here was this random dude sneaking in there. I was like, "Well, this is kind of weird." Yeah. Wait. <laughs> so I was the random. Dude? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Well, that was. I think that was after the podcast had started already. No. I thought you because did I, because it as a by joke. the time the podcast started, I was like. I kind of had at least an understanding because you're the one that gave me that information. You're like, you're like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember. I didn't yeah. know anything about it. I yeah. was just like, hey, you know, stay. You know, you don't want to get wrapped up in all this drama. Got it. Like with the gym. I mean, at that time there was a lot of drama. It was just like, I was like, yeah, you don't. We don't need to be involved in these people's lives. It's not fun. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So, let's say now, given your lack of knowledge of the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? And let's say you're looking externally or internally, whatever. Is it okay for a guy to go around liking attractive girls' photos when they're in a relationship? I don't, I don't know. What don't do you know. think? I don't know. Here's another. Th- here's another thing that I was just thinking of. Another thing that made me very isolationist with my family yeah. was being in the SEAL teams. Because in the SEAL teams, there was a lot of there'd, there'd be family drama. There'd be wives oh, and girlfriends yeah. talking, yeah. and then you know, I just didn't. I was like, "Yeah, you know what? We don't need to have that yeah, going yeah. on." So that's the way I related the gym, which was you know the new work job. Right. Hey, we got all this. There can be drama at the gym, and who's what? you know? I'm just like, "Hey, we don't. That's 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 work stuff. We keep that. We'll keep that separate. Okay. Yeah. Type of thing. 
that makes sense to me. Um, but still, I'm saying, think about it. What am I thinking about? What if you heard that I was liking some attractive girl's photos on Instagram? Would you be like, like hmm, that seems kind of odd? Wait, if I was your wife? Yeah. Or you or you just, yeah, yeah, whoever, whoever. I'm just saying generally speaking as a thing. Because Again, there's two I don't kind of understand sides. the weight okay, of so here it is. these things. Here it is. So you have two sides. Because I've never, I don't think I've liked like no pictures in my, I don't even yeah. know what it, you know? Yeah, I, and I understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting to understand more and more now, but... Just, like I said, generally generally speaking, you like someone's photo. It's like you're going out of your way to say, hey, that's a nice photo, essentially, right? Or video or whatever, right? You're mm-hmm. giving them props for the photo. So they, and the, the only reason I ask, because I hear this all the time, and there's kind of two sides of it. So let's say there's like a girl who's, I don't know, at the beach in her bikini mm-hmm. or something like that. And I go, I'm married with kids, all this other stuff, and I, and I click like on the photo. Yeah, I don't know. I know that bikini. I know that what from what I've learned like my wife probably is friends with you or whoever. She's friends with a bunch of people now. I don't care anymore cuz like I realize that it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I realize that that the drama at the gym like isn't a big deal and now we got like a good group of people and blah blah blah. Yes. So I don't know. But I'm I'm not being I don't think I'm being a lot of help for you right now. Yep. Yeah, I think you're doing it on purpose too, but hey, all good. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer. Carrie, get on the mic. Just kidding. All right, cool. Well, do you, you think? Go. What do you think? I so you apparently <laughs> have an opinion. No, I was wondering. I don't know if I. No, I was talking to somebody about this. Mm-hmm. That's why. And it's like okay. And it, it kind of. I mean, the more I talked about it, or they were talking to me about it, the more I realized, man, it kind of goes deep, and it just essentially depends on where you stand on the whole thing, and depends on your relationship as well. Yeah. So me personally, I'm not going to go around li- like liking girls photos if i don't know i'm that good yeah. like okay so kiko right who's a girl um she's 18 now i was there when she was born like i've known her since she was a baby or whatever she's like my little niece or something mm-hmm. like that now she's an 18 year old woman now mm-hmm. she posts a picture at the beach with my daughter or whatever um even her but you know by herself in the sunset at the beach i'm gonna give her a little like me it's kind of like a small message saying hey i see your photo i like it you know i yeah. like it's like a little keeping in okay. touch a little bit thing yeah exactly right. right but what if it's a girl who maybe i don't know this is just off the top of my head like a, some like in shape crossfit girl who i met one time at the gym in passing or whatever and then now i'm following her and then like she has a picture of her in her bikini at the beach and i like that photo i don't know that seems to be fine too yeah as far as i can yeah tell. so i and i dig it but there's a spectrum as far as that goes if you're in a relationship or whatever it's kind of like okay the girl looks quote-unquote attractive in the bikini on the beach or whatever mm-hmm. or in her room or wherever this picture's taken there's no reason I should be engaging in that very specific scenario. Mm. Telling her, giving her props for her photo of her, you know, body or whatever. <laughs> right. Like, but does that make sense though? Like yeah, some people, they, I, I could that's, see, like, I could tell you that my wife, I don't think my wife would care whatever I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't like whatever. I think she's, I'm, I mean, I don't really give a, I don't care what my wife does on social media. Yeah. And also, my wife, the, what's in, here's what's interesting. My wife is now more, she, like, before I was trying to keep her isolated, like, hey, we don't want all this drama in our life. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm the one that's got, like, uh, more popular. 
Sure. And oh, so yeah. she says, hey, I don't want this drama in my life. She's, you know, right. like private Instagram and all of yeah. her stuff is private. She doesn't want right. to be out there or whatever. Yes. You and see it, what I'm saying? Yeah, totally does. But that's that. not technically that's not really what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is like, what is the etiquette if you're in a relationship with liking, commenting and basically engaging with you other, know other the etiquette? people? Yeah. What is your intent? Yeah. And yeah, if you have big, good intent, then whatever. Yeah. So I guess the question is, you never really know the other person's intent, right? And you have to kind of understand. What is your personal intent? If you're liking that, hoping that they're going to slide into your DMs, that's a problem. Yeah. If you're liking it because, hey, man, looks like you're looking great, ready for the next CrossFit competition or whatever, then right. cool. Good yeah. on you. Yeah, fully. And and I think, you know, in a relationship, no one can read each other's minds, obviously. So all you're left is, with is the action which is your husband, boyfriend, or whatever is liking these girls' photos. And again, there's people who are like, you can like whatever photo you want. It's a free country, and that's a good photo, really. But you have the introduction of real world, whether it be insecurity or whatever. This girl's like, you know, the she maybe she has a better body, maybe something like this. And then the idea of your husband like looking at it and then overtly giving her props about it may not feel right to the girl, mm-hmm. which makes sense to me, mm-hmm. and it's a two-way street, of course, same same kind of deal, right? So, but it just com- it always comes down to like, how do you feel a in the relationship? B like, just how do you feel about that in general? Because some people they're like, yeah, new relationship, but yeah, he has he has a right to, it. and then they understand that hey, a guy or whatever that the stereotype is, a guy is gonna look at other girls, you know, you know how some people have the philosophy, oh yeah, look, but don't touch or don't tuckle. Mm-hmm pursuer but i don't care if he looks at other girls you know like it just depends on your your i guess in a way it's a value system but just depends so i was just wondering what you uh what your take on it is i don't know i view uh the virtual social media world as like not connected to actual reality yeah (laughs) so i'm i'm a horrible person to ask this stuff man yeah i really am because i don't know i don't even know I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It is connected to reality. It is and it isn't, right? It yeah. is and it isn't. Well, here's the thing. And here's the thing that that we don't really, maybe don't realize as much as we could is, okay, so how long have you and your wife been together? Hey, another thing I just remembered, my kids kind of taught me some of this stuff too, where they'd be like, this person unfriended, yeah. this other person. They'd have a little drama in their circles and I'd just be like, what are you talking, right. what are you talking, what do you, wait, what? Yeah. Like it didn't make any, doesn't, didn't make any sense to me. That's why I understand the, the weight of it now where I used to right. not understand the weight of it. It's essentially a proxy for real life. It's mm. like a little bit, it, yeah. it's a weaker yeah. one for yeah. sure. It doesn't, it's not one-to-one, but it's still significant. And keep this in mind, like how long have you been married? How, how long have you been not just a single guy? I've been married for a long time. So you've been out of the dating, like certain elements of the social scene you have been out of for a long time. And yes. it's different. So and I'm in the same boat, right? So now consider like how it is to, to, to form a relationship and meet new people and all this other stuff. Not necessarily romantically. I'm just saying in general. Uh-huh. It has to do so much now with, with online stuff. Like sliding into someone's DMs, that that expression, that's a real part. Yeah, which I don't even actually understand what that means. I mean, I I understand. It means you you send them a a direct message. A direct message with the implication of like something more than just friends, right? 
<laughs> Am I correct? I think I'm right about that one. Unless I got it wrong, but I think it's something along those lines, sliding yeah. in, like, hey, yeah. what's up? You know, like, yeah. stepping to a girl. You see what I'm saying? So anyway, the point is, the online element of this thing is is just as much there as the offline element. Sometimes in a lot of cases, it's even more so, and it's replaced certain parts of it. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So this whole thing about liking photos and and DMing this and, and unfriending, re- unfriending unfollowing, unfollowing all that stuff that is real that's part of real life so it's kind of yeah. like hey let's say me and your friends and I'm like hey you said something that you know basically I don't want to be your friend anymore it, like I and I call you up eh, I guess I wouldn't be calling you up it'd just be like ghosting you not taking your calls not hanging out with mm-hmm. you nothing like that but in an in almost like an official official tangible way mm-hmm. basically saying hey Jocko I don't want to be your friend anymore, bro. Yeah. So it's like cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what it right is. Right now, I'm actually feeling like I want you to say that to me. <laughs> 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 Fuck, I'm about to. Oh man. Anyway, maybe I'll, I'll ask someone I else about it. I think where this all started, man. Don't act jealous. Yeah. Be confident. Even if you feel like you're a little bit jealous, don't act jealous because it's going to make you look like insecure and it's gonna hurt the chances of your relationship being good if you're in a normal rational relationship that's the deal yeah but what about the whole re- like respect thing what about it bro keep it real well actually you're different so i don't know but you know how like okay let's say you're at a party or something like this and your girlfriend spends half the party talking to some guy some guy that you don't okay. know who's like attractive guy Okay. And every one of the people that you know is like, hey, what's up with your girlfriend? Just all talking to the guy sitting by him on the couch in the corner mm-hmm. or whatever all all day. Like, man, it's right. like, you know, so that can be viewed as her disrespecting you. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your move at that point? Do you say, hey, you're disrespecting me? No. Or you just let her go? Go. Yeah, you're different. All right. Cool. Thanks what for what the good input. is it? You, you're disrespecting me now. She thinks I'm like jealous of this random dude that's sitting on a couch. No, it's not happening. Got it. If that dude is a better fit for her, she should go with him. Right. If I am too, if I am like weak and kind of like a lesser human than this other dude, she should go with him. Mm. See ya. Cool, man. Yeah, if you can get there, cool, man. Well, I guess I do, you. It feels like you you speak from an ideal standpoint. I, like I, ideally, I am speaking yeah. like well, you you said how long have you been uh, whatever married or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. But when I was a young single guy, yeah. Hey, oh, she's gonna go talk to another dude, this girl, whoever. Yeah, cool. She, she if she goes with him, he must be better than I am. Right on. See ya. Yeah. All right. Have fun with that one. There you go. And I, I don't mean to say seal like all hostile. It's like, hey, okay. Yeah. That guy must be kind of a beast. Yeah, that's cool. a that's like a super stoic way to look at it. I think most people, in fact, I would, I'm almost tempted to say all people except okay. for you. Then let me ask you this question. Who, what does the girl think? 
when you walk over, why are you disrespecting me? She automatically thinks you're a loser. Well, depends. For even saying that. What if so you I'm say not going to say that. If you say and it I'm all crazy. Feel that way. If you say it all crazy, oh, yeah. But what if you say it like kind of politely, like, hey, you know, like I doesn't didn't notice. It doesn't matter how you're, you say it. It doesn't matter. She's like, oh, yo, you're jealous of freaking Billy over here on the couch? Yeah. Why are you jealous of Billy? Billy must be pretty cool. But don't you feel like there's like you must a little... feel You must feel weaker than Billy. Right. I but don't, actually. Yeah. If you think Billy's better than me, go. Don't you think there's a little gray area where like a normal level-headed girl, woman, whatever, would be like, you know what? I understand how you would think that. And you know what? I wasn't thinking or whatever, you know? Yeah. And they wouldn't think, oh, you're weak. It's actually pretty reasonable because I didn't realize that guy. He started talking about purses or in something short, like this. In short, no. No what? In short, no. <laughs> If you act jealous, yeah. then the girl in this instance is going to be like, oh, Jocko's insecure. Jocko must think that this guy has, he must be jealous of this guy's whatever, Porsche or his you know, Rolex or yeah. his uh, biceps or yeah. whatever, like whatever it is. Right. So, well, well, I guess I'm kind of also. And I'm truly not. Like, hey, if this guy has a Porsche and you're looking for a Porsche and I don't have one, go. Yeah. Go, go, yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, fully. literally. Good luck. I, I wish you the best. Okay, so I'm talking about this. Where if I, so, I'm thinking of myself in a situation where me and my wife, let's say we went to some party mm-hmm. or something like this, and I see like I meet some buddy there, one of the many people there, and it's a girl who's in good shape, and she starts talking about I don't know mm-hmm. working out. She's pretty. We start talking about working out or something that I thought was interesting, and I not not really realizing it, mm-hmm. get caught up in the conversation for the whole party. Later on, my wife comes to me and, and brings it up and says, hey, you kind of like just started talking to this girl or whatever. Like people were asking me about it. It seemed kind of disrespectful. Me, I would be thinking, you know what? I, I would understand. I'd be like, yeah, that's true. I didn't realize it. I got caught up in it or whatever. I would I would feel like I understand. Like I understand her perspective. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it was rooted in insecurity, jealousy, anything like that, just a little bit of it to me is acceptable. Because when you kind of switch it around, it's kind of like because we're all like kind of human beings and it's kind of the game we kind of got to play with each other, you know? Most of us. (laughs) Evidently. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So it's just, I guess the question kind of remains where it's like where, because the line is going to be drawn at different places for different people. You obviously is drawn freaking nowhere. There is no line essentially. So you're just like whatever. But for most people, they're going to give some leeway. Some people give a lot of leeway. Some Mm -hmm. people, they're they're just super quick tempered. Like don't even look at another guy. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll just take your word for it on this stuff because I'm I'm, I'm not. I, I can't relate, dude. I can't relate to what you're saying. I, I, I'm not, I don't disbelieve you. I believe you. I believe you're, you're accurate. I believe that you are speaking on behalf of people, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I just don't, I just don't have any of that thought in my head. You know, I don't have any of that thought in my head. And, I, and quite frankly, I don't think my wife does either. If I talk to some random girl for a freaking hour and she mm-hmm. was quote pretty and she quote had whatever right. and she was interesting, you know, my wife would be like, oh, what was that girl's name? I'd be like, oh, it was Jessica. And she'd say, oh, what did she do? Oh, she's a freaking CrossFit model. And she'd say, oh, that's cool. <laughs> CrossFit model. Is that a thing? Whatever. Can you be a CrossFit yeah. model? Yeah. I mean, she's a CrossFit and, and she's a model. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's like a model with abs or whatever. <laughs> whatever. My wife would be like, oh, cool. What if it was 20 years ago? Same. 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 Dude, I mean, yeah. What about when you first, before you guys got married? Same. Before we got married, before we got married, yeah. 
I mean, that's good. That's a good gig. And and quite frankly, what was my wife thinking? My wife's like, oh, if she thinks that this, if my husband or my boyfriend or whatever, if Jocko thinks that this girl has more to offer than I do, he should probably go with her. That's my wife. That's good, man. Throwing that same thing back at me. Not throwing it, but that's just how she is. She'd be like, oh. Yeah. Okay. That's a very uh, mature mindset to, to be <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, that's why I've been married for a long time. I think. Yeah. That makes I mean, sense. one of the reasons. Yeah, fully. But I think I think everyday uh, like a normal person, they allow a certain wiggle room for jealousy. Not extreme jealousy. Not freaking like life freaking altering jealousy or nothing. Like I agree that. with you. It's I agree with you. Like I, a, I think you're right. It's like an understanding. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Like if Makes I, sense. If I said, hey, uh, to my wife, hey, I'm going to go to lunch with like my friend or whatever, and I'm going to go pick her up. Mm-hmm. And it's like some like really pretty girl. I under, I know for a fact, and I understand I'm fully 100% okay with the fact that she will not like that. Mm. She would probably not like that. I can tell you 100% for a fact my wife would be like, okay. When are you coming home? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Yes. So, and, and she'd be like, okay. And of course, text this, me when you are coming home. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. See, so that, that's not a, if we were going to put a number on it, that'd be like a zero. You're in a zero jealousy kind of scenario or whatever. Yeah. I'd, I'd say normal people in a nor, in normal relationship, even in, I guess the, the more, the longer the relationship has been in play, I think that number starts to go down, tends to, I think. Yeah. Feels I, like it does. I, I also, my wife is in a zero jealousy scenario too she's like whatever that's good man if you can Mm. get there that's good i would say like we're at a like a one or out of ten we'll say maybe like a one or a two and i think the one of the one or the two is 100 percent acceptable you think it's acceptable yes fully like if she'd be like hey i don't want you going to lunch with some pretty girl if if my wife were to say that i'd be like i fully understand the only reason i'm not saying hey i feel the same way the only reason i'm not doing that right now is because i literally don't yeah. If I would lie to you right now and say like, yeah, that's totally, I get it. I would do that, but I'm not. I'm just telling you, I don't care. Yeah. And and maybe my, I don't know, we could probably start going down the road of like, okay, here's a scenario. Right, Your yeah. wife gets invited to go on a freaking private jet plane yeah. to a yeah. uh, an island in the South Pacific where she's going to spend a week. You know, we could probably come up with some scenario. Right, right. Even though if she did that, I'd be like, okay, well, that sounds like going to be cool, right? Yeah. I mean, she can get to relax. And I don't know who this knucklehead she's with, but you know he's gonna pay for her flight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like we, could, so I'm sure we could get some to somewhere where I'd be like, I don't. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> you know? this. So that that that's essentially where where I was trying to. get. I just don't even know where that line would be. Yeah, because private jet island in the South Pacific, on the water bungalow, at a nude beach. At a nude beach, I'd be like, cool. When are you gonna be back? <laughs> My wife would either not be going or never come back. That would be straight up the deal. <laughs> Dang, I didn't think this was going to be a long topic. Shame, man. You wanted to talk about it, so I good. Jeez. All right, let's do some Q&A. Okay, first question. Navy SEALs and law enforcement in general tend to have high divorce rate. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> we can't escape it. It's the jealousy. But you seem to be an anomaly. Yeah, that's true. In that you've had a successful marriage for more than 20 years. Please discuss what you feel has enabled you to succeed in this area. Uh, first of all, listen to the previous 30 minutes, 38 minutes or whatever we just talked to because that has a lot to do with it. Some of it is luck, by the way. Yeah. This is, this is I, I hate to say this, but when I, was, when I met my wife, I think I was 23 years old. Yeah. 
I, I had no freaking here's a psychological assessment of you take this psychological assessment and let me see where you wash out in you know agreeableness and whatever uh, I didn't have to do that didn't give her the big five none of that I got very lucky in the fact that and I think I think one of the key components is emotional independence meaning my wife does not rely on me to be like you know comforting her whatever and she doesn't feel she's not emotionally needy she has emotional independence and she can take care of what she's got to take care of and if i don't call her for two weeks she's like oh she doesn't have any bad thoughts about it she's like oh it's nice to hear from you cool yeah. so i think that's a huge thing i think another huge thing is just following the laws of combat cover move simple prioritize next execute, and decentralized command cover move you got to look out for each other you got to be a team simple you got to know what you're trying to do you got to communicate with each other clearly mm-hmm. prioritize next execute. there's gonna be a bunch of things going on in the world with wife and kids and work and job and you got to prioritize next execute. Mm-hmm. and you got to realize that those priorities are going to change and sometimes jobs going to be more important for a few months and sometimes family's going to be more important for a little while and you got to figure those things out and decentralized command you can't micromanage the family you can't micromanage your spouse you can't micromanage your kids and you gotta be aligned. You gotta make sure that you have the same goals in mind. Cause if one person's goal is to uh you know, not not to work as little as possible and spend as much time with the family as humanly possible, and the other person's goal is to build an empire business, those two goals don't align and you're gonna have problems. So you need to be aligned on what you're trying to do. And lastly, take ownership, extreme ownership of what's going on in the relationship. And when you say something stupid or you do something stupid, you take ownership and see what you could do better. Pretty straightforward. Uh, Pretty straightforward and true. Yeah. No, that's the magic formula. Yeah. Could I have married a freaking idiot? Possibly. Yeah. Right? Or a highly emotional person or a highly jealous person but i probably would have seen those red flag red flags and been like yeah. you know what yeah, yeah maybe oh, oh. so i was gonna say it to give you. me that ring back <laughs> <laughs> you're still and it and here i'm speaking kind of from an outsider and insider perspective at the same time so um and you talk about this right where navy seals or military i think you just say navy seals or whatever You'll, we'll just say you imply sometimes that maybe they don't make the correct decisions or they don't do a good job in noticing red flags with girls from time to time. Well, yes, it's everybody. Since I spent my entire life, that period of my life yeah. was with a bunch of guys that were in the SEAL teams. Yes, they would many times yeah. develop relationships with females that were maybe not the most stable and look, there's plenty of SEALs, plenty of SEALs. I got tons of friends that are SEALs that have awesome wives and been married for 20, 15, 18, 32 years. Like a ton of them, yeah. right? A ton of them. Yeah. It's okay. But they're, you know, when, when a guy's, you know, 19 years old and, yeah. and then the other weird thing, here's another ingredient I think that comes in the military, all, all military, is there's a benefit, a financial benefit to getting married. Mm. There's a, there's a, 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 a stability component, because like, hey, some some people in the military just get ma- married because hey, now you now you don't have to worry about healthcare. Now we're gonna get money for housing. That's real. And people, and also like, hey, I'm gonna go on deployment. I don't know when I don't know when I'm coming back. I don't know if I'm coming back. Let's just get married. Because uh, yeah, huh? you don't want to be that girlfriend at the funeral or that fiance at the funeral or even the fiance that can't get in the hospital to see a wounded guy because she's not. So yeah. there's a whole nother element of additional pressures to get married mm. 
that come into play. So seals, you take a young seal, already just just a knuckle dragger in the first place, then he meets an awesome girl, then there's pressure to get married, boom, gets married. I should, when I say awesome, meets a really hot girl, you know, because that's yeah. what he's looking at when he's 19. He's like, he's not thinking about emotional stability, not yeah. thinking about any of that stuff. Yeah. He's thinking like, this chick is awesome. She likes to party. Like, cool, yeah. we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> so that has a lot to do with it. Yes. So, but I never really thought about those additional pressures that you have. And that's just right. the whole military. Right. So it kind of basically puts you in a position to maybe... Ignore some of the red flags that you otherwise. Yeah, you're blown off the not. red flags yeah. all day long. Yeah, so and that's like, a key I not, component. I might not even come home from this deployment. We're just getting married. Oh yeah. Um. So you, what it seems like, obviously, like, uh, you know, I'm not your marriage counselor, you know, in any way. But it seems but like, like, like for instance, Sarah Wilkinson, right, and Chad. Yeah. She said that. Like, didn't they got married? Kind of like, hey, let's just get married, so we're married, and yeah. and that's kind of the initial move. Yeah. And they they ended up staying together, but that's one yeah. of those things. Yeah, but but as far as the formula goes, avoiding red flags beforehand mm-hmm. kind of seems like <clears throat> an important ingredient it's in a, the formula. It's a very important ingredient because at the end, where okay, so I've been married. I guess I should know this. Oh, nine, twelve years. Mm-hmm. Which is that's not nothing, you know. We're not newlyweds, I tell you that. Something. You know, it, t- it takes some 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 navigation, you yeah. know, some successful navigation through through the relationship to be able to be married twelve years. Either way, so what I found so far, anyway, is that everything you just said is absolutely true as long as you avoid the red flag. Because some people, if you don't avoid the red flag, you can do all the right stuff and they're just weird. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah, odd. Yeah. By the way, you can do all the right things and you can be in, like you said. You can get a divorce because that was the right move. Yes. That can happen. Exactly I get right. that. Yeah. You know, that can happen. Yeah. I've known great people that have gotten divorced and it was the right move and they could have done anything else besides get divorced. That was sort of like yeah. the way things go. Yeah. So I don't, it's a bummer. I wish we would have seen the red flags earlier. I wish we yeah. could have done something to help. I wish we could have made better decisions. It didn't happen. Yeah. So now, you know what the best thing to do is get divorced. Yeah. So that does happen. And, and, but yeah, you throw in a bunch of other, extenuating circumstances in the SEAL teams, young, just just fired up for whatever, yeah. never know. You know, you always have this idea in the back of your mind. You got that that contradictory op- opinion of like, I'm gonna live forever, but also I may die tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think I'm gonna live forever, but just in case I die tomorrow, I wanna have, be, you know, I want my girlfriend who I've known for f- six weeks yeah, yeah. to be able to get the $250,000 service group men's life insurance. Yeah. You want them to have that cash. Yeah. You know what they want that cash too. That's why they're yeah, like, give me that ring. For the co- <laughs> give me that ring. Yeah. When I went to officer candidate school, the, these women came in to talk to us about the hoochie mamas. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, there's going to be hoochie mamas out in town. They're going to be looking to marry you. <laughs> Got to watch out for them, hoochie mamas. <laughs> and red flag. And then they gave this speech. By the way, there's male and female in the class. Oh, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't make any. I guess you can have a male hoochie mama, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Possibility, but they addressed the whole class. I'll quote you on that one. They they said, "Hey, there are hoochie mamas out there." Yeah, this is this is a course of instruction that I got. Yeah, and that's the official term, apparently. Apparently, I bet you they don't have that anymore. It was on the curriculum. Hoochie mama. (laughs) Most of the times, I I got in any kind of significant. They were like, "Oh, wait, wait up!" They were like, "You seen Officer and Gentleman?" Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yes. Okay, they're like those those girls. Those are hoochie mamas are out there waiting for you. 
Uh, yeah, crazy. there you go. So yes, so you know, ingredient one, avoid that. Yeah, avoid the Watch out for the hoochie mamas. But you said anytime that I and I got into any significant argument or anything where I'm like not on good terms with my wife, it was always could easily and very directly be tracked back to me not looking out for the team or totally. just thinking about myself yep. or being you know de- defensive, which is kind of the same thing. Or it, you're not aligned. And if you're not aligned, it's a real problem. You either have to get aligned or it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. So, and, and thankfully, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with you where I, I lucked out in a lot of ways where the alignment it was is never, has never yeah, been a and, question. And, and look, it's not that hard to be aligned, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we want to raise good kids. Yeah. We want to set ourselves up financially. We want, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. We don't want to work ourselves to death, but we don't want to be destitute, which is what most people, you could get an extreme case where someone's like, I want to spend all my time with the family. I want to be rich and famous. Right, it's right. like, those people are going to have a hard time. Yeah, yeah. So like, what are you doing going to work right now? Well, it's, it, you know, I got to get stuff to do. Oh, well, that doesn't work. Over time, you're not aligned. Most people are not extreme. So they're like, yeah, we want to be financially successful, but we want to spend time with our family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So there you go, man. A little bit of luck, a little bit of laws of combat little bit of alignment and a little yeah. bit of extreme ownership and watch out for them red flags red flags check next, next question. question my wife and i have a five and a half year old boy a three and a half year old boy and a two month old girl our youngest boy is an extremely strong willed child and i love that about him that being said it often leads to conflict when he chooses to openly defy his mother and me he is by all accounts very well behaved at school but for some reason he feels the need to test every boundary with his parents he is by no means a bad kid. In fact, I love this aspect of him, but it is difficult to direct that energy in a positive way. I can relate. I try to, I try to the best of my ability to utilize the indirect approach with him as well as the healthy dose of good old-fashioned reverse psychology. But some days, he just wakes up and wants to watch the world burn. Fire. We are as consistent as possible in our expectations of him, i.e. putting his clothes in the hamper, finishing his dinner, putting toys away. Um, and his mother and I are in agreement on all things. Alignment. Would you, would you have any advice on how to motivate him to follow our direction without argument and harness that energy in a positive way? Thank you for your uh, for any assistance. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the all the incredible content. Oh, and before you say it, he will be joining his older brother in, at jujitsu as soon as he turns four. Um, a couple things here. Uh, look, you know what I'm going to say already. Hey, you got to explain the why. You got to explain why things are important. You got to explain why it's important to clean up your room. You got to explain why on these things. Um, so that's one thing. But this person's four. This kid is four. Gamify things. How can you make them fun? How can you? How can you make these things fun? Turn things into a game, and you're going to have a much better uh, success in getting anyone to do anything by making it fun. And anything can be made fun if you're a good leader. So there's a way to go. So look, we got explaining the why. We got turning things into games. Responsibility and consequences. It seems like you might be a little bit. He might be a little bit young right now, but giving people responsibility and having them deal with the consequences is one of the greatest things to do with kids when they get a little bit older especially you know what i've said to my my kids at various times was oh you want to be an adult so what does being an adult mean it means that you make your own food it means that you pay rent it means that you have a job it means it means you you pay for your internet in the house right you see what i'm saying so you want to be an adult you want to act like an adult cool we can do this cool let me let me give you a contract on what it looks like. You're probably not there yet. 
um, some of this might be your own ego because you think, man, this kid better put the freaking clothes in the hamper. This kid better finish his food. This kid, be, he's, be, he's going against my will. It's like, mm-hmm. actually, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, let him feel the consequences. Oh, you don't want to put your clothes in the hamper? Okay, cool. You don't have any clean clothes. What does that look like? In a week, uh, well, I, don't, I don't have any clean shirt. Okay, cool. Well, you didn't put them in the hamper. They didn't got they didn't get washed. Mm-hmm. Wear that dirty shirt, you little pig. <laughs> now, sure. some four year olds don't care. Yeah, and that's cool. But so, at some point, somebody's going to make fun of them. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, you so, it'll happen. Like they'll get the message. Finishing food. Oh, you don't want to finish your food? Cool. That means you're not hungry. If you're not hungry, you don't get dessert. If you're not hungry, you're not going to get lunch. Mm-hmm. You're not, not not. Oh, you don't want to finish your your you know, your peas or whatever, cool, then you're not hungry. And if you're not hungry, you don't get dessert. Mm. And by the way, you don't get breakfast. What <laughs> about the kid, you're starving, you're kidding. I'm telling you, the kid's not gonna starve. You can go 30 days without eating food. Yeah, it's the kid's not starving. gonna starve. Uh, but what about the leaving, you know, your room's dirty. Okay, cool. That means you don't care about your stuff. If you don't care about your stuff, I, I'm gonna give it to someone that cares about it. You leave your, by the way, if you leave your toys out and there's a fire in the house and the fire firemen come in, they might trip on your toys. They can't get you out of here. You burn to death. I leave that part out. Sorry. Sure. Getting a little crazy over here. Mm-hmm. But you've got to explain these things. Mm. So it sounds like you got a good mature kid because kids that, that are four can be barely, barely able to reason. Some kids can fully reason at age four. And usually by age four, they are starting to manipulate. They're starting to see how they can make things happen. They're starting to see that little chink in the army of da- uh, armor of dad or the yeah. little chink in the army of mom. They figure, oh, I can see. If I start to cry right now or I do this or I look sad or whatever, they start to fe- see how they can get one over on you. They're learning to manipulate you at this time. And you know what that hurts the most for you as a grown man? Your ego. You're getting manipulated. Mm-hmm. So you just got to be like, oh, yeah, I don't care about that. Oh, you want to sit there in a dirty room? Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can't whatever. No ice cream for kids that have dirty rooms. That's the way it is. Why is that? Well, I already told you. Firefighters. I already told you. You got to take care of stuff. Whatever whatever you want to do. Yeah. But come up with logical reasons for things. And sometimes things that you're pushing don't make sense. Yeah. Right? And you're in a leadership position. If I'm in a leadership position, I'm like, echo the, you need to use a green pen when you write mm. for the podcast, when you take notes. Why? Because I said so. That's a bad idea. Dude, I don't care what color pen you use. And if I don't, the only reason I care is because my ego. I told you to do it. You should do it. It's just lame. So don't let your ego drive stuff. You could probably, look, kids develop broadly. Kids kids develop broadly. They They don't develop on a narrow road. And you don't want them to. They develop on multiple different paths at the same time. And you're try- sitting there trying to keep them on one road. You're trying to get them to develop in one specific way that you think is right. You don't know. Mm. So give them more space. Give them some room to move around. Because your kid is programmed to rebel, by the way. Yeah. Your kid subconsciously knows that when he is older, he is supposed to leave you and go out and fend for himself in the world. And he knows that right now. And so he's trying to subconsciously break those bonds, even at age four, break some of those bonds so that he doesn't have to rely on you when he gets older. He's going to have to leave the nest. And he knows that right now. And he doesn't want to be all, all reliant on the supply of worms and warmth and food that he gets in the nest. Mm-hmm. 
So this is not a bad thing. Give them some room. And all these things that you're talking about are so minor. This is one thing. You think when you're a kid, you think when you're a parent, you think this is, oh my God. My kid doesn't know his times tables. My kids won't train jujitsu. My kid, what, what, that, that little thing that you think matters doesn't matter at all. The, your kid doesn't even remember right now. Your kid has no memory. So why are we getting all hyped up about clothes in the hamper? Freaking leave your clothes on the floor. You want to be a little slob? Okay. But guess what? You don't get ice cream because that's the way it works. Because, oh, by the way, you want to know, have him, have him shadow mom for a day or shadow you for a day and see what work is. Have him come out in the, in the lawn and pull weeds on his hands and knees. This is, what, this is what work is. Like there's some things that you can explain to them. Give them a glimpse of the world. And that's going to help them along. Good stuff. Makes sense. Uh, I noticed he said, look, I don't know that much. I don't even know if I'm a successful parent, to be honest with you. Don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there's such thing, really. I mean, I guess if your kid's not engaged in certain bad activities right. and they're engaged in certain good ones, I guess you could say, okay, successful yep, good parenting, parent. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I did find that these this very specific thing works really good. And he mentioned it. He said, we try to be as consistent as we can. You're right. Um, Consistency is huge. Con- Brett, it's like the one of the most uh, reliable things that you can implement is consistency. Now, you got to rely on yourself mm-hmm. because Brett, sometimes you're not in the mood to follow up on this, whatever thing you ask them to do or whatever things you got to do every single day or whatever. But if you, you'll notice that if you're 100% consistent, Especially at this age or whatever, bro, they'll just blindly go along. Well, this is what we're doing. It doesn't matter how big of a pain in the ass it is. doesn't even matter. If they consistently do it every single day, they'll just do it. It's weird how it just works. Even if you don't, and of course, I'm a huge advocate, like how, how you, you said this early on, which really stuck with me, and you always say it, is explaining why, mm-hmm. you know? Because, you know, kids, they'll always be asking why, 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 right? Yeah, answer them. Oh, yeah, tell them. But no matter what, no no matter if they understand, don't understand or whatever, you, you're still doing it. After a while, they'll be like, this is just what we're doing. And then as they grow up, they'll freaking discover why. They know why they got to brush their teeth. Because freaking when they're 13-year-old, uh, 13 years old and their friend got to get freaking cat, one of some of their teeth replaced because it's all brown, decaying or whatever. And be like, oh, okay. I understand why a little bit more yeah. now, you know. And when they become adults, they're going to really understand why. Um, but, yeah, that consistency thing. Um and obviously, I don't, I don't know the guy's household or whatever, but being as consistent as I can kind of almost kind of sounds like I'm trying, you know, but maybe not as much as you could. If it's like if you yeah. prioritize <clears throat> consistency, but I think all, that's reliable. Also, I'll say a little bit just to back off your statement a little bit and kind of come at it from another direction. Don't, dude, don't be a freaking militant like, hey, every night, is all, we, 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 you know, it sounds like he could be kind of militant. About stuff. That's what I'm trying to push him away from. So that may be why I didn't focus on it. Because you're right, but he's got like, hey, putting toys away, finishing his dinner, closing the hamper. Like, I can see he might be a little bit too disciplined with his kids. So be consistent in your in your system, but don't make your system too too tight where there's no room to maneuver. And if you make up things that freaking don't matter, like closing the hamper. Hey, you know what? If your clothes aren't in the hamper, guess where they're going? Uh, in your bed. <laughs> right? Or, or whatever. Over the TV screen. So now you can't watch TV. Oh, why aren't they? Why would you put these on the? Because 
You got to put them somewhere. They can't be on the floor in case the house is on fire and the firefighters come in here and trip over your stuff and we all burn to death. <laughs> I keep I can't help myself right there. But you, can. but you know you what can. I'm saying. Yes, sir, Even little kids know what fire is. Four-year-olds. All right, so there you go. Um, some good stuff, man. I, I, my guess is be a little bit more. Be a little bit less of a micromanager. Give them a little bit more leeway. Explain the why. Explain why things are important. Let them let them brush up against the guardrails of failure. Let them wear some dirty clothes. Let them not eat breakfast one time or whatever. You know, like let's let's teach them a little bit of consequences. Mm. Defiant kids. Yep, hundred percent. Next question. I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now, and it's helped guide me through many obstacles and decisions in my life. Currently, I'm faced with a far more difficult decision or far more, difficult, far more difficult decisions that must be made. I understand that I'm the creator of my own reality. I know I'm fortunate and blessed to have a job and a home and a gym to train in, but still I'm unhappy with my surroundings. I'm here. I am here to be close to my children, and although their mother and I split up, I've decided to stay in the town we moved to together to be close to them. I want to pursue a different path in life and buy a home elsewhere. That decision would require me to leave my two boys and start over. Obviously, I would do everything in my ability in my ability to visit with them and spend time with them. But at the same time, I feel selfish and guilty for wanting to find my happiness. Do you gentlemen have any advice for me? Um, so a couple things. First of all, this is a difficult question to answer because it's very vague. And vague by vague, I mean how old are these boys? Mm-hmm. Are the boys... Two and four are the boys 10 and 12 are the boys 15 and 17 yeah. right how far away are you talking are you talking they live in Southern California and you want to move to North Carolina or are you talking hey we're gonna be 45 minutes apart cuz I'm moving you know back ne- next to the mountain and they live down by the valley because mm. that's a that's a big difference and and when you say you'd you'd do your best to spend as much time as possible. What does that mean? Does that mean like right now you're seeing them every day, but if now if you move 40 minutes away, you're only going to get them for half the time and you're going to see them, you know, one week on, one week off or whatever the case may be. So that's a thing as well. The interesting thing here is he says, I feel selfish and guilty for wanting to find my happiness. Well, that's a little bit of a red herring too because if we're looking for happiness and we're abandoning our kids to find happiness, well, we, we might not end up finding what we're looking for. Mm. So there could be a, that, that could be a bit of a red herring as well. If you, so you, so, so you need to think through that piece, right? What is it that you're trying to find and are you going to be able to find that somewhere else? Um, so what I le- what I'm left with here is that th- this is a, a almost looking for a black and white solution, but I don't think there is a black and white solution. I think it's some kind of a compromise solution of like, okay, well, I want to start a new life and I'm going to move to this area, but instead of moving all the way there, I'm going to move to here. Um, work out the work out the uh, the possession of the kids. What's that called? The know. possession of the kids, the 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 ownership of the kids, oh, yeah. the, the custody of custody, the kids, that's yeah. what it is. K-Dog coming in from the right. <laughs> the custody of the kids, you know, how can you work that out where it's not, where it's even and 
and are there some benefits that you they can get you know maybe you move to a place that has a really good school district or a really good wrestling team or a really good academic program and you can talk to your wife and be like hey this is what I'm able, or your ex-wife and say hey this is what I'm be able to do for them so I think this is a gray area mm-hmm. uh, here's another thing how long you know can you get the kids until they're 12 or 13 or 14 or 15, right? Can you hang on? If they're nine and you hang on for three years and you get them into a little bit older and they're kind of a little bit more, they've become young men and they're a little bit more stable, that's a that's something to think about as well. Mm. And yeah, what's the opportunity that you have somewhere else? How good is it? So my guess is you can probably find some kind of a compromise that allows you to do a little bit better at both pursuing some what you call happiness, pursuing, I would call it some other goals, maybe it's some work goals, maybe it's the idea that you can buy a home, I don't know what it is, but you, I think you can probably find a compromise where you can make some of that work and yet still spend some time with the kids. The, still staying a locale, and a position where you can either, they can still come and visit you on a regular basis or something like that. That's my guess. Tough question. Mm. Um, yeah, tough question, but I think you need to think through it. Mm. Do like the straight up pros and cons. That's how you That's how you make tough decisions. The reason the pros and cons list works is because it forces you to detach from the decision yeah, yeah. and look at it from a different different position and see outside your own emotional head why this is good and why it's bad yeah and what those really mean because i've done it before i've made a pros and cons list and all the things were pro but i knew i shouldn't do it and i was like yeah i can see all these good reasons but the reality is now that i look at it this one con is the reason why i'm not going to do this yeah yeah it's like a big deal yeah next question hey jocko i'm 23 years old i did i did drugs from the time I was 13. My mom and dad ruined their lives because of drugs and are not in their right mind today. I would have been the same way, but I got in church when I was 17 and stopped using and stopped using drugs and haven't had a desire to use drugs ever since. I have a career now and I'm doing well. Even though I've been clean for six years, I've had to deal with the long-term effects of drugs and my past. I've been listening to your podcast for a little over a year and I've read most of your books. They have helped me overcome a lot of baggage. I've learned things that nobody had taught me because I never had a dad or good leadership. I try using my past and all the messed up stuff for fuel to make me a better person tomorrow. It's still a a constant battle every day though, but I've developed the mindset that I've been through so much already that there isn't anything that could knock me down so low now that I can't overcome and get back up from. Any more advice for someone trying to overcome these things? And function as a normal person in society. Well, what's nice about this question is this is someone that's really done an amazing job and overcome a lot. Overcome a, a tough childhood, overcome drug use at the age of thirteen, and 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 getting your life back together, and now being clean for six years. And I mean, that's just awesome. So it sounds to me like you're doing a really good job. And the only, so the question becomes, any more advice for somebody that's trying to overcome these things and function as a normal person in society? Uh, the one thing I would say that is possible for you at this point in your life 
is that your story and your experiences could probably be very useful to other people in the world mm-hmm. and if you maybe um, it looks like you did did a lot of your uh, turnaround through the church and I would say if you continue uh, interacting and supporting that church or if you're if you've moved or whatever a similar place where you can help other people where you can take what you've learned you can pass on your experiences and and you can help other people out i think that would probably be a really good thing and not only would it be good for other people but helping people and teaching people reinforces lessons in you so you will relearn some of the lessons that you already know and it will solidify them as well and the the thing that worries me about it is you get in that situation now you're around people that kind of have these issues and and that can be a problem mm-hmm. is we get into a an environment where where we're around those types of people that are having these issues and sometimes we can get sucked back into them but i think if you're doing it from a place where you've got people that are have already decided themselves to make the move and you're not trying to drag them out. Mm. Um, I think that's good. And the last thing I would say is you need to put up at least some kind of boundary that al- that allows you a point to say, listen, hey, hey, Fred, I'm here to help you out. If you go back down this path over here, I am not gonna be there for you. I, I can't afford mentally and spiritually to go that close to the darkness again. So if you stay with me, I'm gonna be here for you. If you start to go down that path towards the devil again, then I will not walk down that path with you. And, and I think just setting some kind of a boundary like that um, would be positive, and that's what I would do. That's my that's my shot, man. It's amazing job, congratulations, uh, man. It sounds like you could really help some other people out, which I think is the best. The best to pay in life is helping others. Yeah, that's a big deal too, right? The environment, like you put yep. yourself in, man. It's, I mean, to do that actively or passively, it's like equally as effective. Like you, you know, you find yourself in a, in a positive environment, and right, you look up, and you know, a, you know, a certain amount of time, you look up, and you're like, dang, I'm like different now. You know, like that, like you'll develop in positive or negative ways too. By the mm-hmm. way, the same thing is the opposite, where you'll just find yourself in a better spot just because of the environment. Yeah environment's huge and that's not to mention him being conscious of it yeah well that's why that's why i threw that caution in there because the last thing i want to do is like hey go help other people now he starts hanging around with a bunch of people that are negative and in a bad place so be careful of that and and you know what if that's the case if you still feel like that might be a temptation which you said it didn't you said you don't have that temptation anymore if you do have that temptation or you start to feel it man that's okay work to help people in another way you know, maybe go help people that are that need help in a different way besides drug abuse. Maybe you go help people that are homeless. Maybe you go help people that you know need some kind of a support. You know, you work with elderly people. I mean, that's that's an incredible one. The elderly people that need help in their house or need you know get visited by a dog because it makes them feel better. Like find a way that you can help other people out, and I think you'll get a lot of reward out of that. But don't. Don't jeopardize your own health and sanity and and your own freedom that you've created from drugs and alcohol. Don't sac- don't 
put that at risk because you need to stay on the path and you need to stay clean, bro. That's what I'm. Th- that's what I'm saying. Time for one more. Yep. I've listened to all your books, listen weekly to the podcast, and have fully embraced the leadership principles you teach. I recently got promoted to lead a market with 80 salespeople and six managers. I've shared my commander's intent with them and even used that term with the team. But I'm also apprehensive to use military terminology like this at I'm hesitant to use military terminology like this as I'm not sure how it will be received. I'm a military veteran, so it's second nature to me. How do you recommend, recommend I relate principles like cover and move, decentralized command, et cetera, to a civilian team? Yeah, it's real easy. Depending on the group that you're working with, if the group that you're working with seems to be, if, if, they're, if, they're, if they don't push back against military, which some people do. Some people are just, they don't like the military. They think yeah. it's all yelling and screaming, and they think it's all discipline, and they think it's all nationalistic, and right. they associate all those things with it, and they go, oh my gosh, I don't want that. Okay, cool. No factor. Um, just real easy. Don't don't utilize this militaristic terminology. Don't call it commander's intent. Call it you know vision. Call it end state. Don't call it cover and move. Call it teamwork. Don't don't call it prioritize and execute. Call it rank and stack. What you know whatever. Make something up. Don't mm-hmm. call it decentralized command. You know decentralized command. They're, you know the the buzzword empower. Call it empowerment. That's what decentralized command. You're empowering your subordinate leadership. Mm. Don't call it extreme ownership because it's got the word extreme in it. Call it total responsibility, right? You just yeah. you could also just sit down and, and talk about these values without putting a name on them and let the team come up with a name. Now they have ownership because they came up with the names. Mm. Hey, we, we can't have silos here, guys. We got to work together. We got to have great teamwork. What do you guys want to call that? What do you got? What is that? What word brings that to mind? Oh yeah, we call it freaking. Uh, we call it arm and arm. Okay, great. Where well, that's our new code word, arm and arm. We're arm and arm, no matter what happens. Yeah. We're standing by each other. Have, have them come up with a word, mm-hmm. right? So that would be good. That's a good way to do it. You don't need to be. You don't need to scare people off with the military terms. Not worth it. The principles themselves stand, no matter what you call them. Yeah. So, there you go. That's kind of ahead of the game there, being conscious of yep. that. Yep. You good know, job. like to be like, because you know how, I don't know, this is good. Like, you don't know how they're going to, because you give off an impression, right? If you're like the military dude or the whatever yep. dude or whatever, like, you know, what if, you know, you know how, I don't know if you know that, you probably know this, but there's like office jargon yeah, like oh yeah entrepreneur oh sh- you're asking if i know this yeah. <laughs> i've sitting i've sat through entire briefs Bro. that are nothing but corporate buzzwords oh, from that, beginning to end yes so yeah so so, so you got to be careful actually that's the one thing to be careful don't just start throwing corporate buzzwords out at people because then it's just like meaningless that's yeah. why i like the idea of presenting the values and then limit letting them come up with their own terms yes because it's such a power move oh yeah and that does a couple of things i mean you know i read this book something about cults i don't know something about cult. basically it's about essentially cults cults but they they talk about um like it's essentially team building right where it's like hey have like a common enemy have a like there's all these things that you can do and one of it is have your own language yeah so not 
full language i mean like yeah. your own terms your own jargon or whatever right so yeah I, I dig it man that's a that's a that's a good little move um but let's say the opposite of that essentially avoiding the opposite of that right where you, you ever seen like okay so someone who uses too much corporate jargon right. you know you get these guys who they always want to use the abbreviations yeah. and all the blah yeah you know because they embrace the culture and they and they just love it so they want to come off a certain way but sometimes that rubs people the wrong way i totally. know that i've encountered somebody who uses too much of that stuff and i'm like bro you sound like a freaking dork don't <laughs> stop saying that so that irrit- irritation just as a hu- as human beings you know we get irritated from, from stuff from time to time you know so if you want to if you can decrease those little friction points of you being annoying potentially i don't know you, you know so, some people like the military jargon i know i do i think it's kind of cool um but some people they straight up don't you know like sometimes they're like bro you're not in the military anymore yeah, freaking totally. stop talking to me like that you know so so to avoid that and to be conscious of that man you're freaking ahead of the game right there good move yeah, good man move. awesome all right well uh hey thanks for joining us thanks for supporting the cause you can get supplements at Jonko Fuel. <laughs> you can get cool <laughs> stuff to wear at originusa.com. You can get stuff to represent while you're on the path from jockostore.com. I got a bunch of books you can read. We got it at echelonfront.com where we solve problems through leadership. On the interwebs, Echoes, at Echo Charles. I'm at Jocko Willink. Thank you. Thank you for sitting through this <laughs> little long, little crazy. Uh, not what I expected, but hey, you know what? That's what we're doing here. We can't do this kind of stuff above ground. We can only do it in the underground. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And until next time, this is Echo and Jocko. Out.